Welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Visit Milwaukee. Wisconsin is home to some of America's best public access golf, most of which is a short drive from Milwaukee. Center your summer travel plans around coming to the Brew City. You can enjoy courses designed by the late great Pete Dye, Langford and Moreau, Corin Crenshaw, David McClay Kidd, and many more, all within a reasonable drive from the city. You know, center the trip around the city. Stay in the city. It's a, it's a great spot to stay, and you know, it gives you a lot of options at night beyond golf. The best part about staying in Milwaukee is those options and, and getting to indulge in the amazing food and beer scene. The city is immensely walkable and filled with great craft breweries and James Beard award-winning restaurants. Go to visitmilwaukee.com slash golf for more information about how to make the most of your trip. We are back with an episode about a golf course that's less than an hour from Milwaukee, the nine-hole Eagle Springs Golf Resort. It's in Eagle, Wisconsin. This course is the oldest course in Wisconsin and amazingly has been owned by the same family since its inception in 1893. We speak with its current owner, Mike Bolin, about the history of the course and what it is like to own a course today. Uh, I'm sure this will come out in the podcast, but uh, Eagle Springs is worth the trip and stop. Um, it's a nine-hole course, so you can get around it quick and add it easily to a golf trip up in Wisconsin. I, I highly recommend going. Uh, it has some unbelievable golf holes that you literally can see nowhere else in the sense that, you know, that every course has holes that you can't see anywhere else. But these are holes that will make your jaw drop. Uh, and it's really it's close to Aaron Hills in Lawsonia. So add it on, go see it, support a local business, you know, uh, kind of a one-man band as uh, Mike reveals. So without further ado, here's Mike Bolin. I miss a green, for example. I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie. I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Where do you guys fall on the oldest golf courses in Wisconsin? Well, from my pers- what I was always was told is when I was a kid, and I'm 65 now, was we were started in 1893, which makes us the oldest one. Um, Tuscumbia, I believe, say they're 1895. Um, they also claim to be the oldest golf course. They might say 18 hole, right? We were 18 holes too at one point. Okay. So, I mean, they may say 18, or but. Uh, um, and I think I, I somebody just asked me that. I think Janesville was the oldest country club because there was this book is mostly his book is mostly about the country clubs because it's the WSGA. Uh, but he does mention us in Tuscumbia in his in his book. So it, it, explain kind of how the course came about and obviously your family's history here. Um, well, my family came from the west coast of Ireland in 1866. And I guess it would be my great-great-grandfather, and uh, he had three sons. Um, and they, they came here, and they farmed to begin with. And then one of his sons um, decided to build a hotel on the golf course um, in 1893. So at, at one point, there was an 18-hole golf course with a hotel kind of. A, there's pictures of it with a old, big old veranda. It was, it was torn down, I think, in the probably the 30s um um his his um one of his daughters died and he had a broken heart and tore the hotel down but the golf course has remained um um although it got sh- it got shortened from 18 holes to nine holes when did that happen well it's kind of a guess um, um the man who taught me how to Chip was a Chicago, had a Chicago insurance agency, and he was a country club golfer. Like his brother took me to play at North Shore after they played the, you know, so they were serious 
serious golfers after they played the U.S. Amateur there. And uh, he, when he was a kid, they had a, ca a cabin here, and he mowed greens. And he probably would be, he'd probably be around 130 or 40 years older than I am. And so he said when he was a teenager, so if he was 100, say he was 15, that would have been, you know, 85 years ago. Um, 1930. Yeah. So he he said that it was that the the course some of the course went further south. So we, you know, it goes from number one towards number three goes from north to south. So it would have been continuing going south past number three, and then they there was a, a he said number four came out and dog leg had a hard dog leg up. Um, he said there was some you know there's a lot of area between eight nine and one. He said there was some back and forth. Um, holes but there, there's a false front on a, in the middle of that area just like there is a number six so there probably was a green there and there's mm -hmm. uh, probably a t by the t by the there's a little square or rectangular raised a foot raised um, t on by number eight by the two trees on the top of the hill and number five down about 100 yards out there's another one of those little t's um, but i've never seen a picture of it one of the guys that follows you brought up a like a 1930s aerial, and it, it wasn't on there. Yeah, I've looked at that 1937 yeah. aerial. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't have. It looks like a sign hole sign. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's what I saw too. Could be Great Depression. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. is when it when it. I've when seen it. pictures where to the left of number three, they plowed it at one time. So you know, maybe it was a much firmer. Um, a much firmer surface you could you could if you stand in number four t now and you it used to, now that's too overgrown but you used to be able to see there was a, a a definite lower brush area and higher tree area where the fairway must have gone down um and now everything's too tall you can't see it anymore mm -hmm. um, so so your your relatives built the golf course and then through all the way till 2019 it's remained under family ownership yes they had a they had a, a, I guess there's when you inherit property, there's a, there's a, there's tenants in common and a joint tenancy, and I think in tenants in common. So if you have, say you have four siblings and your parents, your parent dies, your last parent dies, and they give each one of you their portion of the, of the, of the estate. Um, in a, in a joint tenancy. Um, if there's four partners in this, when one of them dies, their part goes back to the, th the original, the other three. It doesn't go to their descendants. And so that's how this was set up, and that's one of the reasons it kept coming back into this smaller group. And eventually, um, eventually it was my grandmother and my mother um, were the last two here. Um, so. And then it got, and then, then you my took sister a and I, mm -hmm. yeah. And then I, in the 90s, I bought my sister out. She wanted to leave and do something else um so um so now i'm the, i'm the last one so uh, let's talk a little bit i think uh we've got obviously uh so many of our listeners and i get lots of emails from people about like owning a golf course and buying a golf course and owning a golf what's it like running a family a family owned golf course in 2019 there's been different cycles so if you were in the 90s and 2000s it was you your t-sheet would be full um, all the time, you know, you didn't really, in fact, at some point I didn't even take that many outings because I didn't want to, I didn't want to push my regulars away. And now you move to this time and now it's like, there's not many of that. And everybody is going, trying to do events because there's more money involved with it. There's probably more ancillary products you can sell. Um, people are here for a longer period of time for food and beverage. Um, that's kind of where it's gone to where, you know, you, you know, you, do you, you know, used to be we'd have people from 6 o'clock in the morning, 5.30, they'd be here. Now, 7 maybe, you know, it's, mm -hmm. and that's not, that's sporadic, you know. So I'm always thinking about giving a special on a weekend, on a Saturday to come early. I know that's probably not true in, you know, if you go closer to more populated areas, but, um, you know, there's a... Um, you know, it seems like the there's been because of this the the, the lack of courses, there's been a um, you know a stagnation in demand. So the price you can charge is stagnated. Also, um, um, have, have your how much have your prices changed since like say the 
early 2000s? Um, the, I'd say that from the early 2000s, they, they may have, um, let's see. Um, well, in the early 2000s, we might not have had carts either. So that's the difference. It, it, they probably went up, I would say, 50% the green fee prices. And then um, people, because this course is hilly, they, we do use, there's a lot of cart usage. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I'd say maybe 50% from that time. But, you know, uh, you know, probably in the last five years, if, you know, if it's a dollar, you know, on a, say on a $20 green fee, if it's a dollar, that's, you know, that's probably what it's been. And for a long time, expenses were stagnant too, but now they, you know, they go up. It's, you know, I bought a, a used rough mower for $18,000 this year. You know, it, it, uh, it retails a brand new, it's like 60,000, you know, there's no way, of course, I'm not even sure how some of the bigger courses can afford to have, because they're going to have multiples of this, you know, where I only have one of these. Um, so, um, from that standpoint, you know, that, you know, that, that's made it a, a little tough. You know, there was a time I wanted to expand to 18 holes and, uh, bought, purchased land around me. Um, not sure that, um, not sure that that would be, well, I'm too old now, but I'm not sure that that's the best investment. Although if you could build, on the other hand, if you could build a killer 13 hole golf course, that might work nowadays too. You know, mm -hmm. that's the, that's the, you know, as opposed to, you know, 12 good holes and six bad holes, you might be better off with 13 and do some kind of weird marketing that way or something. But, um, you know, getting employees is kind of a, you know, it's, it's a, you know, especially in my situation, don't really make enough for a, a full year time manager, year round manager to work with me. And, and you have a, I have a transient workforce. So a lot of them work for me for this two, three years, four years. Some of them, sometimes, you know, you'll have a, a kid who's going to grad school, you get seven years or eight years because they, they really, they drank the Kool-Aid and they like hanging out here. So mm -hmm. then they like the work and being outside and it's a beautiful place. And um, so from that perspective, it's, um, it's a little bit challenging. I, I think the, the good things that you have, um, you know, dealing with the employees that do well and thrive, dealing with the customers, talking to the customers, you know, they're, they're, they're always the, the best and the worst. You know, you get a bad one, it's really bad, but you get good ones, and it's like one of my favorite ones just died, and he's like, you could, you, he'd come and you could talk about, you could talk about golf, he loved golf, but you could talk about all kinds of unrelated things, and he was older and he had this life experience, and, and all that stuff is, that stuff is still great. I mean, that is, you know, it, you know, if you're in, and, be, and because I have to work all the time, I'm in here and I contact these people, mm -hmm. you know, I get to know them. And um, so that stuff is, that stuff is great. Um, you know, I would tell you this, that this place exists because we, my family never had any much debt. And, you know, like I said, I bought a used mower. I don't buy new mowers. I bought a new greens mower because that's the most important one. But, um, and and I was and I was willing to to live this lifestyle where you you know you're you know seven days a week when you're on mm -hmm. um, from open to close pretty much. Well, I mean, I have people that are open, but I'm you know, I, I mean, do you live you know, like right by? I do. I live like two minutes away. I li I grew up across the parking lot mm -hmm. and lived there for a long time. Now on the other side of Number Nine Green, I don't know if when you took that picture, there's a house there. That's where I, so I can walk down the hill. Um, you know, it's. Um, so you're here, you know, you're here and it's, you know, it's not, it's not that lucrative for the amount of hours you're putting in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place and, you know, and you do get two or three months off and, you know, you get to, I get to walk the golf course with my dog or snowshoe with my dog on the golf course and, and, um, you know, I like that, but it's, it's, uh, it's not an easy it's it i don't think it's a i don't think it's an easy go at least at least for an old guy like me <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, in terms of uh taking care of the golf course do you do you get on mowers and mow sometimes and yeah. uh, do you have you know part-time staff how's that um yeah so i i have you know i there's 
I have a couple of, I have a lot of retired guys. And I got a fairway mower, he just comes in and cuts fairways. I got a rough mower, he just comes in and cuts. Um, they're specialists. Yeah, they're specialists. <laughs> and if you can get a farmer or a truck driver that can drive straight lines, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, but it could, because professional mowing is, is not just like mowing your yard. It's a, it's a, you know, it's being a professional mower is different than a guy mowing his yard. Because a lot of guys say to me, I love mowing my yard. When I retire, I'm going to come and mow for you. And I go, well... Uh, you know, maybe that'll work. Maybe that won't work. But uh, it's a big yard too. Yeah, it's a big yard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. I always say. I, yeah. I, I like real. I really like mowing my yard. But yeah. you know, mowing my yard takes forty minutes, and and a golf course is about you know, I don't know how many times bigger. But it's like yeah. the world's large. These are the biggest yards in the world. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a kid, we had a we had a one a five gang mower and a and a tractor, and it would take we'd, we only mow once a week. We'd start on Thursdays, and it would take us a day and a half to mow it. Now, we didn't have a differentiation between rough and fairway at that time. It was mm-hmm. all just It was the gang mow, yeah. yeah. Everything was mowed at the same height. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, you know, I'm the weekend cutter a lot. Um, uh, unless we have an outing, then my, my one kind of full-time guy, or there's a couple of college kids that will, will cut, in the, cut in the morning. Um, I, do, I do all the spring. It's like I figure it's my place. I'll take the risk. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm I'm pretty anal about it. I wear gloves and and mask and suit and you know I I always say it's like I walk out I go up yep, the Pil- Pillsbury Doughboys out there again so, <laughs> so uh, but uh, you know and I spray on I spray as ne- as needed so I um, I have a degree in metallurgical engineering but I have read a lot of turf books mm-hmm. and I go to I go to a lot of turf education. Uh, and so there's kind of a monitoring of the, trying to monitor the weather um, just to decide when to spray, you know. Yeah, you don't want to spray right before a rain. No, or but you do got to spray when you, know, you got a certain, you know, temperature and humidity range. Um, you know, I, tr- I do, you know, I am, I am going to try like hell not to, you know. I played at University of Ridge once, and... Uh, and I was playing, and my ball was here, and and the guy was spraying, and he stopped six inches short of my ball and started six inches past my ball. I try not to. You're not really supposed to do that, according, and I try not to do that. Um, you know, I try to. So that limits spraying time a little bit, too, if you're really busy. Like you, you don't find me out there generally. Mm-hmm. I try to, um, you know. Yeah, and then when the weather's good, people are here. Yeah, <laughs> so it yeah. kind of makes it tough. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, so um, you know, on a weekend, like I said, I could be the the outside guy, the opener on the outside in the morning, and I could be working the closing shift in here. So that's if that's what's you know, you, you know, especially in the spring and the fall when my numbers start to drop. Um, what, how many rounds a year do you guys do? Say in in your best years, and then you know, and. I'd I'd say you know we're you know it doesn't fluctuate that much. Um, it, you know, the last two years it was lower. That you know the year where we had the March that was you know we actually mowed fairways. The only time we've ever mowed fairways was was seventy in the March. I, you know, it's probably you know probably sixteen five to maybe eighteen hundred eighteen thousand rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's. And what would you say percentage wise is from your regulars? Um. I'd say that probably sixty percent is you know I have I have a you know a bunch of like season pass members, um, this fairly strong league play and they play besides league, um, you know there's a fairly strong you know there's a senior discount pro- fairly strong um, senior group that plays. Um, we have a we do a junior membership where they they have a they have a junior. They have some instruction for six weeks, and but they get a membership with it, so they can come all summer if you want. So, um, you know, trying to encourage the ones who want to play golf. You know, on, on, sometimes you're be, you're become a little bit of a daycare center for some people, but but uh, you know, I think that's the way it's always been for those kids that are golf golf nuts. I know. I think about my parents. I was a golf nut, and me and my buddy would ride our bikes with our bags like to the muni, our yeah. local muni, and we'd be there all day, every day of the summer. Yeah. And it was like from age ten till 
you know, yeah. 14, 13. And it's like, you think about, I think about that all the time. It's like, my parents had it pretty good because I yeah. was just, they knew where I was. Yeah, and you know, and, you know we, we watch out for you. And, yeah. you know, the, the people get to know you and, you know, you know. How, how do you, most people that come through that aren't regulars find you? Um, I think think it's i think it's word of mouth i mean because you'll get people that just live in eagle that moved into the area and they'll you know, get we have been here for five years i didn't know you were down here and um i don't know they'll maybe they drive by and see the sign they talk to somebody and and finally they decide to come down here um as i as we talked earlier we're getting some people because of you and your mm-hmm. advocacy and um not but, enough uh, yeah, yeah. No, we gotta get but, more <laughs> um you know there's um you know there's I don't, you know, I don't know how to say this too. That this this place is kind of, uh, you know, and you asked too about how you how we kept this place going. There's like a little community of people that have been invested in, you know, how you, you they volunteer their time. You know, they'll come in and and you know, oh yeah, you know, oh you know, I had one of my uh, my brother-in-law's niece. I didn't have a bar cart person. No. And two of her sisters had worked for me, but she had never worked for me. But she came and did the bar cart on a Thursday night, which is like a 60-person shotgun league. I mean, that's the worst one to start with because you're like, you have to keep moving. <laughs> Get thrown into yeah, the wall. because there's somebody on the <laughs> hole that, that wants something. Um, but, uh, um, you know, she, she was like, um, um, she's an industrial engineer, middle management for UPS. So she picked it up, you know, she, it was like, but uh, so there's been this little community of people. And I think that, that community interacts with other people and brings people in here also. Um, you know, there's guys like, you know, the, um, the John Warren who shoots the, um, the yardages for your, the course yardages and does the slope and stuff for, for the Wisconsin State Golf Association. You know, he, he knows and he comes and he tells people and he, you know, recommends us and, um, he, he's not, you know, it's just, he's in the business too. So he doesn't golf much, but he, you know, there's just, Different people that, um, you know, people, different people, the hickory stick guys stumbled across this. You know, so now we have a, you know, the hickory, a hickory stick group. They have an event here, and they, you know, guys keep, you know, come through periodically, and you'll, uh, you know, so it's kind of interesting. Um, um. Now for a quick word from our sponsor, Visit Milwaukee. Milwaukee is home to some top tournaments. They obviously hosted the PGA Championship in 2004, 2010, 2015. They had the U.S. Open in 2017 at Aaron Hills. This year, they host the Ryder Cup in 2020. Um, a great, you know, fall spot for a trip. And where better to stay than center around Milwaukee? You can bring the family. You can bring your wife, your significant other. Uh, to Milwaukee and make it a weekend with a little bit of golf. Center around the uh, bustling downtown area. It's it's only about an hour up to Kohler from there. And you can take advantage of the great restaurants. There's a lot of great golf um, within a, a drive. There's, you know, there's Eagle Springs, as we're talking about here. There's Brown Deer, the home of the uh, GMO, where Tiger made his first start. We might have more of that on uh, that coming. And uh, you're right on the Lake Michigan. It's a beautiful fall place. Uh, tons of activities to do beyond golf. And beyond everything else, it's filled with Midwest hospitality. People from Wisconsin are really nice, except when you're talking about them about the Packers as a Bears fan. So to learn more about Milwaukee and making a great trip to Milwaukee, maybe for the Ryder Cup in 2020, go to visitmilwaukee.org slash golf. Now back to Mike Bolin. It's, uh, so it, it's funny. I, I remember I played here when I was a little kid, and I'd always remembered that second hole, and that's how I kind of re-found it. Yeah. Was I, I was driving back from, I think it was either Lawsonia or Sand Valley, and I was like, you know, i got to stop at Eagle Springs. <laughs> and I, I, I just found myself amazed at the golf course. Like beyond just, you obviously everybody's going to talk about that second hole because it's yeah. unlike anything you'll ever see in in your lifetime. But you get on the first hole, and that's one of the most amazing greens you ever see. And then the fourth hole has got to be one of the best par fours in Wisconsin. And you just go around, and you're like, God, this is this is a really great little golf course. And in in terms of nine holes. 
are nine holes are becoming more popular because people have less and less time. Right. And I think that's what, and this has got more uniqueness and character than almost any course in America. Talk to us a little bit about the course design, the history of the golf course, as you know, you know, originally 18 holes, but then it moved to nine. And, you know, I read on your website that the original design, somebody came in and redesigned it in the twenties, correct? Well, not that I know of. It's always been, uh, well, AJ's Balding, I think, uh-huh. did it. and Former um, Cubs manager, right? Right. Or Sox. Was it Sox or Cubs? One of the two. I think it was yeah. the Cubs. Okay. I'm not positive, though. And um, so, is I mean, like I said, I'm 65. The course has pretty much been the same other than we did enlarge some of the greens and uh, put the eyebrows on the bunkers on six, put an irrigation system in. Um, you know, enlarge the seventh green, enlarge the fourth green, enlarge the sixth green, um, built some new tees. Um, so it, it, it is, it's, you know, I'm not sure what I've, I'm not sure if Spalding designed any more than the first and the second hole. The Hickory Stick guys have a, they have a theory that Langford or Bendelow worked for Spalding, but he didn't. I looked it up because they told me they were sure because you got the false fronts like Lasonia and and I'm like I looked it up and he didn't start working for Spalding until after this was yeah I looked it up too um, yeah I it's somebody that knew what they were doing definitely designed the golf yeah. course that's like one thing that's very clear it, a few of the holes like scream Tom Bendelow yeah. but. But then I talked to you, and it's like, you know, those those eyebrow bunkers are very Victorian style, but then yeah, well, those, added, you put I, those yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And um, how do I, I mean, how do you go about being a golf course owner? Like, when do you when do you decide to add tees, and when do you... The, the biggest time we did it was when we dug the irrigation pond um, for the irrigation system. Originally, and that's on the third hole, right? That's on the third hole. And so originally there was a a series of smaller ponds and streams between it. And so we connected, I think, three of those. Um, so we had a lot of fill to get rid of. And so, um, you know, with the this, this seventh hole, for instance, was the green and the green in the, in the, in the um, sand trap looked exactly the same, but they were half the size. Mm-hmm. So we hauled a bunch of that, that spoil out and, and just reduplicated, dug the, went over the old sand trap with the spoil, dug out a new sand trap, so it, it looks the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit, um, it's kind of funky. People have problems putting it because if you on the old part of the green, it breaks down towards the fairway, and the front part of the green is a little higher, so it breaks back up towards the hill. So it's a little, it's a little, it's a little funky that way. But local knowledge, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, same thing. We 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 built a lot of tees from the spoil from there. I think uh, um, the, the sand traps on, I just thought the sand, tra- sand traps on six, we brought that tongue down. The green didn't come between the sand traps, and we brought it between them, and then I just thought it gave them more of a eye line or whatever. So um, it's kind of, uh, um, I, I mean, I look, at, I look at stuff, I look at stuff all the time, um, and where where would be a good hole? In fact, when I was going to build uh, another nine, I I kind of had layouts for holes, and these are holes that that if you some of it is just I don't know I just see it and I think it'd be uh, you know I there's a I was when I went down to the meeting at GCOW yesterday, we were on 120 going down and there's this creek along where you get down by that spring creek or whatever it is. There's a creek there and a valley there, and I and I used to drive there to see my 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 cousins all the time. And I I've always thought that'd be a great place for a golf hole. I don't know. It's just some of it. Something that is you know I just see stuff and or it just yeah. I got to get rid of some, I, I, I got to get rid of some you. spoils and I got to you know it's like or it's like there's no there's not enough you know on number on number one and number four because they were originally just the bowls. There's no there's we're running out of, you know we got busier we were running out of cup positions you know mm-hmm. we just gotta. You know, some of it is, some of it is just need. Yeah, I think that it's that left side that you built on one looks like it's been there forever. Well, part of it was, and then it just we brought that, 
we 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 filled in we filled in front so that you got that flat spot there. Mm-hmm. But the hilly part there, we didn't do much more than plant bent grass up there. That's we didn't really change it. We didn't regrade very much, or you know, I th- well, frankly, we don't we don't have the money most of the time. You know, it was a local. The guy who did the fill was we we we, we took soil off this place. The guy who did it was a guy who grew up. He worked here. His his son worked here. His daughter worked, that, that guy's daughter worked here. So, you know, they have this kind of, like I said, there's this community that kind of has kept. Um, they feel like they, uh, an ownership right, in a way. Right, you it's know, a, it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's a, you know, it's not, maybe it's not the most important place in their life, but it's a place that, that has some meaning to them. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, when did you guys do the irrigation? Um, we started in 88 and mm-hmm. uh I think we brought it up in 89. 88, we had a bad drought here, and uh, and all there was was crabgrass. And uh, so I would, I asked, I started to ask, you know, my turf salesman, you know, cause a lot of them are ex-superintendents, you know, what am I going to do here? Is this grass going to come back? Is it just, is it do- dead or is it dormant? And they're like, I don't know, we don't know. And I'm like, well, should I put it, what, what, what about putting an irrigation system in and they're like, none of them would say anything except for the, the Dewey Lock who built Kettle Moraine, which is just mm-hmm. up 67. He told me, he goes, just do it. He says, you'll, you'll never regret it. And he was helpful, and, and it, it's made, it made it a lot of di- It made the difference. And it came back. Mostly the grass did come back. It was dormant. It wasn't dead. Um, there still was, in August, there was still a lot of crabgrass coming up because all that seabed. But... Um, so that's got to be, you know, your biggest kind of expense, right? Is that when you got to do stuff in like a irrigation install? Um, yeah, yeah, yes. It was the biggest one, uh, the biggest dollar project that we ever did. Um, we did again. We did a lot of stuff that you, you're young, you don't know. You know, my, my crew, my crew of kids and I, we picked up all the spoils, and it's gravel around here, so we picked up spoils. We bed it. We bed the trench in sand. So we had a dump truck, and we'd shovel it. Well, we had a front end loader. We could put the sand on, the, but we were in the dump truck shoveling off by hand. We did so much hand work. It's one of those things. If you were, if you knew what you were in for, you never would do it. But you know, then once you do it, it's kind of like, well, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, so it was a really simple system. Those guys from Illinois that put it in, and then I don't know, probably 15 years ago, 12 years ago, I put in a variable frequency drive which when you put the original system in it's either all on or all off and then you had a lot of water hammer and we were starting to have to repair a lot of brakes mm-hmm. so the variable frequency drive kind of worms up the the pressure it kind of builds slowly and and we have not had to fix um we have to fix sprinkler heads because they're old but not too many brakes anymore mm-hmm. um and and it's a 30 year old system which that's by, a, yeah. by all by all means, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, not, not supposed to be working. The That's thing what I was thinking. Thirty years is what they say yeah. is kind of your. Yeah, the other thing we did because I was always going to build eighteen holes is it's oversized, so we didn't run at the smallest pipe. Our pipes are bigger, so that that may have something to do with it too. That, um, you know, we built a, a system that could carry more load and then, you know, heavier pipe and. The bigger you go, the heavier it is a little bit. So um, so those were the two. And that was like, a, you know, at that time, that was like a $30,000 expenditure, which, you know, for me, again, that's a big, that's a big expenditure. Um, you know, lucky, luckily for me, the bank's been really supportive. Um, I mean, it's, and, you know, I, I, I pay my bills and, you know. Yeah. But uh, even in the middle of the, the crash, I bought a new, new set of, about 24 brand new carts in the bank just said okay so um you know yeah your family's probably built up a lot of goodwill over the last you know well, hundred yeah, some of them some of them, you know, years. You know we're stubborn <laughs> irish people too you know <laughs> you know we bump our heads into things here and there let's let's talk about the uh second hall yeah it's uh what was First timers' reactions usually. Um, well, there's people that play here because they've heard about it and they uh-huh. want to play it. Um, there's people that hate it, and uh, um, you know, there's pre- people that 
find it hard to believe, you know, that, that there's a hole like that, you know. Um, uh, Brett said that it was, um, he said it was the most severe sloped green, raised sloped green like that. And he did, he did say, I appreciate the fact that you didn't do what most people would have done and cut it down when people, you know, when you, as, your, as my clientele has gotten older, he said they would have cut it down and made the green bigger instead of building the extra hole off to the side. You know, he, he you know, I mean, when I was, a, when I was, a, I mean, I had, I, it is, you know, if you're on the left side, you know, and believe me, I've been everywhere on that over the course of my <laughs> life. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty steep, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, and, and when I was a kid, we didn't mow it that often. We, we cut it with sighs and whips like three times. How do you mow that? Uh, uh, line trimmers. Well, you can, we have a, we have a, you can mow most of it with a, we have a, a Toro Sidewinders where the deck slides so you can, get changes the center of gravity so you can go up the, so you can mow most of it, but the st left side's all line trimmers underneath the sand traps, the top you know, 15 feet's line trimmers. So that's, um, you know, the back, we used to mow the back a little better. Um, one of my friends has got, or one of the kids that work for me that's in the construction, he's got a track bobcat with a kind of industrial mower. And I was thinking maybe I could see if I could get him to cut the back down a little bit again. Because um, the back used to be pl used to be able to be playable back there, but it's not r real playable anymore. Do you have any clue how that got built? No. I don't. Yeah, I, I was trying to think it could be either like rubble. Maybe they piled up rubble. Mm, yeah, I, I'm guessing that, you know, based because, you, you know, you have, you know, the, the tee off is is a ridge. So maybe there was just a ridge and maybe there was water washed out. I don't know. Maybe it was roughly there. I You know, my family and there's another family on the lake supposedly there's connected with Lake Lulu and they use scoops with horses to haul fill to haul. You know, I don't know. Maybe they hauled fill that way. Um, maybe they scooped out, um, you know, down to the right where the new two is, there's a hole there. Maybe they were scooped, they scooped out and had horses drag it up the hill. I don't, I don't know. How tall is it from the left side? Um, well, it's hard to say cause it falls all the way away from you till the fairway is gone. Um, cause it's on a, that's still part of the hill down there. Uh, you know, uh, I'd say 20, 25 feet maybe at, when you get off by the fairway, you know. Yeah, I was saying, I'd say I was gonna say thirty. Yeah. It's got to be ten yards up. Yeah, at least. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, and there's you know there's um you know it's you know when I was a, when I was a kid you you know you could you know I think you just had an iron iron I could the grass the grass was longer and the greens were slower but I could pop it up and keep it on there when I was a kid. And, you know, now I struggle with a 60-degree open. Um, although if you're, it's, and the grass is fairly tight down there. If you have a bad lie, though, a lot of my older guys will just Texas wedge it up the hill. They've mm -hmm. gotten down where they know how hard to hit that putter, and it just goes, it bounces up. And, you know, and when I was younger, I learned that I sculled a shot and it hit it two-thirds of the way up, and it pops up. And so, so if you have a bad lie that way, that, that's, as opposed to hitting a putter, I'm more like trying to slam it into the hill and pop it up. But, um so you have ten holes, and and you have a you have an alternate second hole. Yes. What was the? Why why was that built? Um, because my customers were, um, my older customers were starting not to play number two. Um, they'd take a six and they would drive by, and my joke was that they would, pretty soon they'll start driving by my driveway. So, it was to provide them with with an alternative. Um, because uh, really, if you if you if you're not in shape to climb around too, if, as long as you're on the ramp, you're fine, and you're on the green, you're fine. But it's a little bit of a struggle for every everywhere else. Um, it, um, even you see these old guys who hate sand traps, and they get oh, they they're cheering for the sand trap to catch it because they don't want to be on the side of the hill, even though that sand trap's not easy for a person to hit out of. But um, so. It, so we built this over four or five years. We started to grub this out, and we built this. Um, and typically... It's a neat little hole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, a lot of the seniors play it. Um, the women's league, women's league plays it, although there's, a lot of them are seniors also. 
um, it's it's also if you miss it, it's difficult to yeah. get on too. It's not you know it needs there needs to be some more grubbing done around that, but it would help um, pry the turf down there too. Yeah, yeah. you know, but that's it's it's hard. You know, yeah. you don't have the huge staff, right? Right. Well, and the thing too for that for the green, we had a problem. Um, we tried to make a push-up green because all the other greens are push-up greens, native soil. And I think we had too much clay in the soil, so we've been trying to amend it with sand to try to um, get a little more loamy. Um, so we've had a little bit of trouble with certain spots down there. But And the drainage comes through there, and we didn't do a very good job with the surface drainage either on the left. Um, I think my construction friend was trying to save me money as opposed to... And we we tried we thought we'd try it, and then it really it really hasn't worked out so it, it, being the owner and you know deciding these things like how many times have you seen where you've tried to save money with something but then in the long term because of either maintenance time or or breaking down it it ends up costing you um lots you know because i've been I've been doing it for a long time and uh and it, it, there's people that come and said, you know, the golfer said, "Have you ever thought about doing this?" And I go, "Yeah, we probably even tried it, and it 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 doesn't work. It didn't work that time. I can't tell you that if you know somebody with a little, because I'm I'm really open to anybody. You know, I don't I don't care who you are. If you're the 15 year old that just walked on the property, said, "How come you do that? Couldn't you do this?" And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe that's a good idea. I'm I'm open to that. Anything, anybody. So. But a lot, of, we, well, we have tried a lot, a lot of different, um, different approaches, or you know. Um, so it, it ends up you, you pretty much, kind of, you can go to you have to go have to go to back to the basics, and you know, can you can you top press with the old style drop top top pressers as opposed to the new style? Avoid spending the money on the spinners, or you know we've. Or we this now we've now we've gone to going with fertilizer spreaders and buying bag sand to top dress more often, you know. So it, it just you know, there's and you know and, and stuff in the golf maintenance um, that falls in and out of fashion too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not all. It's not you know. There, there's some pretty much basics, but there's stuff that falls in and out of fashion. So definitely a trend, you know. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of what, what would you say as an owner you look back on and laugh most about as you're, you know, like, I can't believe I thought that work would work? One of my friends and I were just trying to pull a truck pop. The transmission popped off. And we tried to pull it with the skidster. We pulled it into a wall. We pulled it into a tree. I mean, it's, uh, um, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. What's the best decision you've ever made? Well, there's probably a number of them. I mean, the irrigation system on the on the golf course side, um, hiring. There's been over the years. There's probably been three or four people that probably became identified with the work for me for multiple multiple years and became identified um, um, with the place. Probably as, almost as much as I, I I was, and 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 actually taught me stuff um, that. Uh, I wouldn't have learned. I don't think if they would have been here. So, uh, some of it has to do with the people, and and uh, but as far as the the golf course um, itself, it was probably the irrigation system. You know, I fight with the computer system, even though now the millennials are going to book everything, so you got to have the computer system. But I, I always ask uh, Luann, who worked for me for she's probably working for twenty years. I'm like, and she loved the computer to begin with. I was like. I don't know. It's so much more work. It creates like another job. It does not that much better than the paper tea sheet, you know. So, but but people but, can find you. Yeah, but now you know. Now the next generation does everything online. There's no choice anymore. See, I think it takes longer to book something online than to call and book something. Yeah, but I, you know, but I think as kids don't like talking to people. That's what. Yeah. That's the thing. They would come. They would book, check in, and and get their cart and go and not, not want to talk to anyone, which is kind of the weird thing, I think. But, um, cause that's one of the big things about golf is it's a social for, you know, I mean, y y yeah, I mean, I was a serious player. I still, you know, I still play the ball down. I had call penalties on myself, but it's a game of fun for people. And, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the things I think is, you know, as I became 
I started to look at other people's approach to the game, and you know, people have fun. You know, they bump the ball, they have fun. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, there's a lot of ways to you know you can you can you can do this. And um, if you could do one project, say cost prohibited, no costs to it, what would you do to the golf course? Um, I would have bought my neighbor's land that the Nature Conservancy just bought, and I would have I'd build I would have built another nine hole. That's pretty spectacular rugged land back there and uh and and uh, you know from my perspective you know building is way more fun than maintaining yeah that's so if that's you know you should just go mow out some of those lost holes yeah well maybe uh, except if i knew where they were you know that's i could find them there's i mean i i i thought there was um you know i i, I thought i had some some decent holes on the layout that I, um, you know, it's pretty pretty primitive layout. I just working on the 15 degree rule. You know, I don't know if you you know 15 degrees. You have to. That was what the guy who told me to put the irrigation system in because he he did that. He designed it. So you have a center line, and then you have 15 degrees on either side. Oops. And uh, so that's as it goes out. That's where your drive is gonna. You, mm -hmm. has, you know, you can't have it cross you know if you start crossing the fairways you're going to start hitting people or if you have real estate you're going to start hitting buildings or whatever so that was you know but i laid out holes um there's still one little short par three that i think there's like a little little peninsula that's narrow and sits out on a thumb and it wouldn't have to be long because you have a narrow green you're hitting at but it's you know probably not my won't, won't be me if that does that mm -hmm. but, so do you do you have kids uh I have three stepkids. All of them worked mul multiple years here. They all care about the place. Um, the oldest one lives in in uh, Amsterdam, and she, if she was closer, she said she would she would give a role to try to run it. Um, the second one just became a doctor, so she's, you know, doing that and paying off her her, her medical her, bills. Yeah, her loans. <laughs> That's cool. And the youngest one who probably worked here, he probably worked here. 14 or 15 years he he's getting a phd in biochemistry at arizona state and he well he he would like to do it he'd like to be further along and thinks he could you know somewhat remotely but he's worked inside he's worked outside he's done you know he's done pretty much all the jobs here so um but it doesn't appear that um at least right at this moment there be. I mean, you could be an academic. You could be an ideal job for somebody yeah. that wants to be a writer. Yeah, well, you, know, you, you know. could just write while people aren't here, and, write, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then uh, talk to people when they are uh, are here. Yeah, he. Well, he. Yeah, he's. Um, I don't know. I, I. He has this thing. He was going to be like a. He was going to be an academic, and but now he's. You know, and even though they pay you to as a science grad student. Um, he's tired of being broke, so he might he might go work in industry for a little while. So yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's hard being broke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not like it's not like he's accruing debt because he's they do pay him. Yeah, you know enough to to survive. But that's uh, I mean, hopefully he'll keep going in the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. both the both the girls, the two older ones, both of them were married here. Um, you know, so we had big big weddings. We do you guys a, do weddings a lot? Um, we, not really. We've done some friends' weddings. Um, you know, there's a couple people that got married, small, you know, half-hour deals up on number five, looking out over mm -hmm. the lake up there. They, um, a couple people got married up there, but we haven't, we haven't moved into that, you know, that market so much. Although, you know, the ones we put on for the kids were pretty, you know, you know, it's like it's a it's like a a week of work getting the place ready down here. So. What what are the cabins used for now? Um, they're right now they're seasonal rentals. Um, so the and it's so they rent from May first to November first, and they're not heated. And the, we blew out the water um, a couple couple Mondays ago. We blew out the golf course on Sunday and blew out the cottages on Monday. Um, it's pretty much the same people come back. Some in these two cottages, some of the people probably been for 40 years, 45 years. So it's kind of like a little community. The cottage up there, 
behind you up on top of the hill there, the center, there's a concrete building. It was an ice house for the, um, for the hotel. And then they put porches on. There's another one that was a log cabin. It was, they built it as a playhouse for my mother. And then they put, they put porches on it. And, and so these people rent it. They have access. I, you know, own uh, like 800 feet of lake frontage down in front there. So they have access to the lake, and mm -hmm. some of them golf, some of them don't golf. Some golf a lot, some of them just golf a little. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a cool place. Everybody yeah. should come by if they're in their area, drive yeah. by. If you're in Milwaukee, come yeah. here. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and there's springs down there. If you've never seen a bubbling spring, they're down in front there, there's bubbling springs. Yeah. So it's. Uh, Is it bubbling now? Yeah, all year. It's crazy. It's cold. It, it doesn't really freeze. Those. Ponds, those springs don't really freeze. You might get if you got a really, really cold week, you might get a skim. But as soon as it gets back up to fifteen or twenty, it comes off right away. So, is it how warms the water in the summer there? Um, in the springs, I think it's in the forties. Oh, so it stays really cold in the yeah, summer. There was a back in an earlier iteration. We used to water out of the bigger pond down there, and there's a concrete building and and. Periodically, you have to go and clean the filter in there, and so you have to go walk in the pond. And and uh, by the time you got done, you're we're not quite numb, but but you get out and it, you get it's like 80 degrees, and you come out and your legs are really cold. It burns like crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just like crazy. Uh, yeah, it burns like. But you know, you had to do it because otherwise that was the only. And you could only water like three holes at a time. And you had it was all holes and bibs, so you would be dragging a hose out and turning them on. And so yeah, one night you would water these three. We almost never watered three and five. Only, only later on we started to bring a gas portable pump down there. And Three's got to be a drainage issue, huh? It is. We have two. We have three um, sump pumps that are r running all the time down there. You know, they're run floats. They don't pump all the time. But mm -hmm. when it, this year they were pumping a lot. Um, but. You know, some some years you get a pretty hard bounce down with number for number three, and the same thing on five. And if you're here in, in at the end of the year, you come in and you you know you if you hit the back part of the green, you're it, it's it's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. Everybody should come. So yeah. we'll see you uh, hopefully next year at the yeah. steam sh steam shovel. Yeah. But uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. Well, thanks for for asking me. <laughs>